Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not, but we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. Indeed. But please do remember, we are podcast hosts, we're not experts, and we Mm -hmm, do always mm -hmm. encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. If you would like to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390, and our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast. Join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Forever 35 Podcast. 
We have a newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter, and you can shop our favorite products at shopmy.us slash forever35. Woo! 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 You got it out. Now, we are jumping right in because we got... I don't know about you, Dory, but this is personally one of my favorite kind of questions to be asked, not just here on the podcast, but truly by anybody. It's a it's a question that basically comes down to, does this person have a crush on me? Oh, I know. I love these questions. Okay. Let me just read the email and then we can dig in. Sound good? Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Hey, Cat and Door, longtime listener, first time writer to the pod. I am in a bit of a bind and was wondering if you or any listeners out there might have some advice for me. I'm 25 years old and just last year got out of a five-year relationship. It ended amicably and after working on myself for the better part of a year, I decided 2023 will be the year to get back in the game and start dating again. Here's the problem. I have a guy at work that I've been attracted to for a while and I think it's developed into a crush on my part. He's kind, funny, and just an overall good person. He's not married or in a relationship currently that I know of. We work in different departments, so we don't have much reason to interact. The issue is I'm in HR, but quite low on the totem pole, and he is the manager of his department. I feel like there's tension in the air whenever we interact, and I've caught him staring at me during meetings on more than one occasion. We have a lot of bits and inside jokes that we do when we cross paths, but I can't tell if this is light flirting or just him trying to be friendly. He also sends me emails that are completely not related to work. He and I have several email chains together, sometimes overlapping, and they are all friendly enough so as not to be weird, but also probably not the most appropriate thing to do at work on your work email. Is this flirting or am I being crazy? Am I insane for even thinking of dating a coworker? Any help or guidance is appreciated. Well wishes from the Pacific Northwest. Ah, is there anything as exhilarating and also, frankly, as potentially disastrous as a workplace romance. <laughs> Very few things. Very few things, Kate. <laughs> I knew you might have an opinion on this as a as a person who wrote about workplace romances in her memoir, Thanks for Waiting, and wrote about them very astutely and humorously, I might add. I do not have a great track record with workplace romance. I'm just going to put that out there. I've only had in one. terms of in terms of the aftermath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And actually the during math as well. <laughs> well, the during math I feel like if you are going to do this and do it quote unquote well, you have to you have to set some boundaries. Not necessarily with the person. I mean, yes, with the person, but also with like the work environment as a whole, right? Like, yeah, work is not a place for the romance to to sizzle, and it's very, that's very hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so a couple things stuck out to me about your email, listener. Um. One is that you are in HR. I know. This part was a flag. Which I don't love for you in terms of <laughs> getting into a relationship with someone at work. Um, 
I, you know, I would, if, if you decide, if you, if you get to the point where you decide to go down this road, I think you need to have a conversation with your manager about this and it cannot be a secret workplace relationship, which I know is often how a lot of workplace relationships start. But because of your position, I would advise full transparency from the get-go or you, you could potentially open yourself and him up to, you know, who knows what kinds of issues. You're not his direct report. So that that makes things a little easier, but he is a manager. Um, and so, you know, with you being in HR, I just, I just think that that really does, as Kate say, as Kate said, muddy the waters. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, yes, this is flirting. This person oh is God, totally yes. flirting with you. Like that so is not a, a question. Yes. But hard to say uh, whether this person actually wants it to evolve into something more. Because there are people who just enjoy having flirtatious relationships with coworkers. That is a, that is a real thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, we don't, we don't know. I mean, I think that if you really do decide that you want to pursue this, then you should ask this person to hang out and then you will have, you know, you'll have more clarity on this. But I truly cannot emphasize enough to you how toxic it can be to have a secret work relationship. Just don't even don't even think about going down that road. Because the the allure of the secrecy kind of takes over and it just it it will just get complicated. Yeah, I agree, Dory. I think ultimately you you want any relationship that you have in your life to be healthy and productive and fulfilling. And if you want to pursue something with this person, you should, I think, be, like Dory said, transparent, communicative, um, upfront uh, about, like, because the other thing that happens, uh, like, one, I mean, I think plenty of people meet and partner up at work. I mean, my my brother and his wife met at work. Like, I think it's totally normal and can happen and you can have great, yeah. ro- you know, romantic relationships with people from work. But also you do have to consider what happens if it doesn't end well and then you're still staring, you know, sitting at e- in meetings with yes. each other and all, and all those sorts of things. So I do think Dory's advice is really good. <clears throat> or like, you know, what happens if this manager has an HR issue or someone complains to HR about this manager? You know, just kind of gaming out all the... <laughs> all the possibilities here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I think, I think it's great to think about kind of best case scenario, but I think it's also worth thinking about worst case scenario. Um, because there have been plenty of situations where workplace romances have, have gone South and it's just, it's not, it's not, it's just not great. However, I do like the fact that you don't work in the same department. 
because yeah. then, you know, presumably you wouldn't have to see them every day or really interact with them at all. But again, the HR issue, I'm, I, I'm coming back to the HR issue because it is like, I just feel like that is that 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 has the potential to lead to unforeseen complications. Let's say someone complained to HR about this person and whatever the result of that complaint was, it ended sort of like, let's say it ends negatively for this guy. Is he then going to turn around and say, well, I had a relationship with someone in HR and it ended badly. And that's why, you know, they ruled against me. Like, does that open yourself up to any potential legal action down the road. Like, I'm sorry to be so like (laughs) clear eyed about this, but like my sister was an employment lawyer for many years Mm. (laughs) between that. And like my own kind of not great experiences. I just feel like (sighs) it's tricky. It's very tricky. That's all. Yeah. I, this is kind of a, a tangent and it's just something that popped into my head. And so I'm not even sure I'm going to articulate my thoughts correctly, but as someone who was sexually harassed in a corporate environment by a colleague, I just also just want to like tenderly note that if somebody else is in a situation where there is flirting occurring that is unwanted, this is not this listener situation, but I did just also want to note like there are lines that get very blurry with stuff like with flirting and these kind of overly friendly workplace relationships. And so I just wanted to empower anybody who is like in a situation where it doesn't feel consensual or mutual, the flirting, mm. to um to like trust what they're feeling and um mm-hmm. and consider, you know, what their options might be in terms of um protecting themselves. That's all. I realize that's that's a, a disparate thought from what this listener asked, but it's just coming. It's just uh, again, maybe you know, past trauma reemerging. But just thinking about my harasser and how a lot of what he did would have fallen under the excuse of flirting. Mm-hmm. And again, it's this is not what this listener is describing. This is just me reliving my past experience and wanting to make sure we're just kind of noting the many gray areas that can occur in in work environments like this. Thank you, Kate. That is a really good reminder. Um, all right. Well, Kate, we got a text from someone who wrote, Dory, I remember a couple months ago you were backpack shopping any updates? I'm looking at the open story commuter backpack at Target and trying not to go down a rabbit hole researching backpacks. Well, the unsatisfying update is that I have not bought a new backpack. I've come close to buying a new backpack. I've researched new backpacks. I've looked very closely at a lot of backpacks. <laughs> You've sent me links to some backpacks. I've sent links. <laughs> but I have not actually bought a backpack. Now, so, on the flip side, have you have you <laughs> shopped your own your own backpack closet? Have you kind of stuck with something that you have that maybe isn't perfect but it's working for right now? 
Yeah, I've been using the Fjall Raven backpack that I have that I don't love for a few reasons, but it's like fine. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we went away to San Diego a couple weeks ago, I that's the backpack that I brought. Um but yeah, it's not like I'm not in love with it. Not in love with it, Kate. You hear that? Feel Raven? She's not in love. <laughs> but here's the problem. I worry that it's now becoming this thing where like there's there there is actually no backpack <laughs> that will you know that i you know what i mean that like Mm -hmm. will actually satisfy me so what does that say what does that mean (laughs) well that's not like a statement about you i think it's that it's that feeling that i mean i think this is like the consumerist's dilemma right like we're never going to be fully how rare is it that we have a product or an item in our lives that we're like this is it I don't think we ever really have that. It's and it's it's honestly to keep us shopping. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. So you're saying what you're saying, Kate, what I'm hearing is that there is a conspiracy afoot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make products that are just shy of perfect. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look. I'm not I'm not like a fringe conspiracy <laughs> theorist here, but I would sure. argue that the goal of capitalism is to keep us keep us to giving people their our money. So there's yeah. always going to be something. I mean, it's yeah. why do you think Apple yeah. keeps changing the fucking cords on all their products and then you can't use the same cords. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a cord mm-hmm. conspiracy happening also, Doria. That, just... I, that I agree with. Ugh. That I agree with. I mean, you know, one of the first things we learned in <laughs> microeconomics class freshman year was planned obsolescence. So, Ooh. you know, this is a real, this is a real thing. Like faking supply and demand, essentially? No, no, like... Like the way that iPhones come out with new models every two to three years. Got it. Got it. So like your old model that you only got two years ago is now obsolete because there's a new one. So that's planned obsolescence. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. I and it is, a, it is a cornerstone of capitalism. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that, I, I wonder if the perfect backpack truly exists. Will your is it possible to meet your needs, or are you being manipulated by the system? Wow, Kate, I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about this. This could also just be as simple as like, "Hey, what are some good backpacks?" Oh, I like uh, this back. <laughs> Why am I taking it to an intense level? I don't know, but here we are. You're taking it. You're you know you're taking it somewhere. Uh oh, and that's okay. <sighs> All right, Dory, we should take a break. Okay, let's do that. 1 size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. 
It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, 
Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. All right, we are back and we have an email. I had to pause the pod listening to episode 247 about reclaiming your body when Kate talked about participating in diet culture even when you don't realize it. I have a girl's trip coming up with friends I haven't seen since before the pandemic. In our group text, some people were sharing anxiety about being in bathing suits. This text hit me in a strange way and I responded expressing the same feelings. Another friend thankfully responded with some body positive messaging, and I felt anguish that I didn't have those words myself. How do you show up in a group that is all struggling with reprogramming internalized diet culture? I'm now torn between excitement for the trip and also anxiety I haven't felt in a while about showing up and needing to look a certain way because everyone else is doing it too. Can you communicate that anxiety to your friends? do you feel safe enough that it's a safe enough space to do that? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, this is totally normal to be experiencing. Um, I had a really hard time a few years ago going to a friend's wedding and I had gained weight and feeling extremely self-conscious seeing my closest friends and 
feeling and even knowing that they fully support me no matter, you know, how in whatever way I show up, I felt I was almost like too afraid to go, if that makes sense. Mm. I I wasn't going to not go, but it was really causing me a lot of anxiety. So I see you. um, And I think this is the thing we have to grapple with of letting these cultural demons like when do how do we not let them win you know like how do we how do we exist and in the space where they're always going to be there you know those voices are never going to hope you know probably ever go away so i think either communicating your fears and anxieties but also communicating why it's important to you to to be with these friends in this space and why you're going to go is valid journaling talking to a therapist talking to a trusted friend or, or, or person in your life, perhaps one of the people going with this group. I think those are all maybe good outlets to explore. I think those are all good suggestions. I also think, and again, per what Kate said about feeling safe, but like this could be a really amazing opportunity for you, for your group to have a group conversation about this like kind of a consciousness raising no holds barred discussion like i think people are probably carrying a lot of internalized shit that they don't even realize that they have and maybe it would be therapeutic for everyone to just to just talk i don't know how open people will be to this but never know i love that dory that's a really that's a really great suggestion Thanks. <laughs> this stuff is well, this stuff is really hard. And it's it's interwoven in with friendships too and history together. Um, years of knowing each other, seeing each other in different moments of, of lives and our relationships with our bodies and food and f- exercise and all these things, right? Like it's just um I think you just I think you show up openly and vulnerably, but also protect your and nourish yourself too yeah all right um shall we read this text yes hi kate and dory i have a forever 35 urgent request first i want to acknowledge that the below question doesn't account for the fact that i'm fairly privileged i have health insurance and a good job i also want to note that i've tried to make my question as not ableist as possible but i'm still learning language and nuance so please forgive me if i use incorrect or offensive wording Anyway, so I received shoulder surgery on my right arm and dominant side at the end of last year. After the first week recovering and medicating the pain away, I'm able to go back to work, but my mobility is extremely low. I can use my right fingers and wrist to type on a computer, aka my job, but I can't even put on a bra or put my hair up on my own. I'm very lucky that I have a partner who's there to take on absolutely everything that's needed, which is basically cooking, cleaning, anything around the house, and most of the parenting since I can't even carry my toddler to his bed after some bedtime snuggles in our chair. Anyway, my actual urgent request is for self-care. I was barely able to put on mascara this morning, much less do anything else for my mental, emotional health. I know that my husband is taking on almost all of our family's physical labor, and so I don't want to put even more on him, but the recovery process for me will be long. So I don't want to just stop doing everything altogether. Things like taking a shower, he helps me with. But are there other things I can do with essentially one arm, and it's not my dominant one, that will mean taking care of myself? I honestly have no ideas here, but I know post-op recovery is half having the mental strength to do it, 
So what can I do for my mental health when I'm very limited with my arms? Uh, first of all, I'm sorry to hear this. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you got the surgery because it sounds like it was something that you needed. But yeah, it really sucks to be limited like this. So I, you know, I get it. If you can like hold a Kindle with one hand, like, I don't know, Kate, you had a, you had a hand injury. You were also very limited. What did you do? Yeah. So I, uh, you may recall if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, broke my hand pretty badly in 2021. And I had two subsequent surgeries and about a year of physical therapy. And my hand is still not quote back to what it was and it probably never will be. Um, but I have regained full mobility, which was the goal. And so that feels really great. I think that there are, our bodies are incredible and you will adapt. And there are amazing folks on social media who, and people sent me links to people and I apologize for not really remember not having this information handy, but like I couldn't figure out how to do my hair and put my hair up in a scrunchie. And there were so many, there are so many influencers and folks online who are, um, like are showing how to do that with one, like folks with one arm, let's say who, who have videos on how to do this, you can completely live a full life and you can adapt in whatever ways that are needed listener. I think, um, that being said, it doesn't mean that it's not very frustrating. You've used to using your dominant hand and now it's not available to you. That's incredibly, incredibly frustrating and discouraging. And I broke my non-dominant hand and I was still incredibly, felt like I, you know, there, I felt like I couldn't do much and it was really hard. So I think you have to just kind of mentally reframe, know that you are beginning the process of healing and that most likely you will regain your mobility in a way that um, feels familiar. And that you also have one, this support system and also like this uh, amazing body that's capable of doing lots of other stuff or figuring it out. Um, and it takes time and like lots of frustrating moments. And I also, I also think like you don't need to go out and do everything right now. Like just, just if you can just like know that this is your time of like healing and switching things up right? Like maybe self-care or and your mental health care is going to look different than what it looked like before the surgery. Maybe it's going for a walk. You know, maybe it's practicing something with your left hand for a few minutes um, just to play around with it. It's giving yourself a lot of grace, having a sense of humor, um, and knowing that it sounds like this is not a, um, a permanent change to your body. I mean, I also, yeah. I, I couldn't put a bra on. I, I can, I understand how frustrating that is. It is wild. It, it's wildly frustrating because you go from having the, it's not even the ability, it's just the muscle memory of doing something to having that stopped. And that is confusing. Your brain is like, what the fuck? So it's a rewiring that is taking place, but um, it does get easier. And I put, I bought a lot of drawstring pants and I brought, I bought a spray deodorant that I could use because I couldn't, deodorant was really hard for me to use for some reason. <laughs> it broke my hand <laughs> and to put on. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if like, like you don't, you might not put on mascara or you're just going to figure out how you do it with your left hand and it'll get better over time. But also like you might find new self-care things that are more comfortable for you to do right now. 
I was just thinking back to how I broke my wrist in high school. I think I've talked about this on the Ugh, podcast before. The worst. But I did break my dominant hand wrist. Ugh. And I'm just like trying to remember. I mean, it was like pre-internet, pre-phone, you know, smartphones. Mm-hmm. What did I do? <laughs> like, what did I do? I mean, I had homework that I could sort of do because I couldn't like I could I wrote shakily with my other hand but I couldn't mm. I guess I could read but like <laughs> what what did I do this is that's very, the thing this is like you figured it out and you and figured I figured it out figure it I figured out. it out yeah. it was I mean it was a shitty time though I yeah I it's will extremely say. <laughs> discouraging yeah Whew. um all right well, Kate, should we take another short break? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. All right. We are back. And we have a voicemail. Hey, Kate and Dory. Um, I am calling in with a little cautionary story for my fellow skincare enthusiasts. Um, I had like a kind of sort of cystic, maybe just like an ingrown hair, some kind of thing going on on my eyebrow. And I fucked with it a little bit. I like washed my hands first. I thought it was fine. I woke up the next day and my eyebrow was kind of red swollen and it was the weekend. I was like, well, I'll just see how it looks by Monday. And when I woke up on Sunday, my husband was like, oh, your eye looks really puffy. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll check on it tomorrow. So on Monday, I made a doctor's appointment. Um, they couldn't get me in until later in the week. And by the end of the day, a day when I'd had to do a bunch of job and like I was like on a committee to hire someone at my work. So I do all these like Zoom interviews with my face looking crazy. Um, <laughs> I folded and said, all right, fine. Just drop me off at urgent care. So I went to urgent care. Um, and at this point, my eye looked like it had like a super, it was like super, super swollen. It was like I was like a, had gotten a big black eye. Um, and I went to urgent care and the doctor was instantly like, okay, well, you have pre-orbital cellulitis and, um, you need antibiotics and we need to give you a vision exam. Then he like made me an appointment at the hospital eye doctor for the next day. And it was a whole thing. Um, and I'm really lucky that, uh, my vision was fine. My eye was fine and it seems like it's responded to oral antibiotics, the next step would have been an IV. But I'm telling you this story because I am like a totally, generally like very fortunate to be a very healthy person in my mid-30s who has never had anything weird like this happen before. And all I did was fuck with my eyebrows a little bit. So please, everyone, pay attention um, to your face. And also, as the doctor at the urgent care said, oh, don't ever fuck with your eyebrows. So I threw my tweezers away. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to share. So public service announcement. Don't fuck with your eyebrows. Okay, that's it. Happy five-year anniversary. <laughs> Let's just all <laughs> marinate on that advice. So don't fuck oh, with your eyebrows. Wow. Okay. Okay. Ouch. 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 Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom for all of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That I know. Is, I heard that, that and a, I was like, whoa. Yeah, that is a real, real cautionary tale. It is. That's a doozy for sure. <laughs> well, yes. Dory. Yes, Kate. On that note, let's depart. Take All care right, of our eyebrows. Let's, let's do that. Day. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.